You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Peter Streets, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. All right, we're officially recording another episode of Blue Yonder. Uh, how many is this? Like 38 now? Mm. 38. That's like it's 400 a, weeks in a row. As many stones that's as I have in my kidneys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've got a gravelly kidney, my friend. I'm telling you what, every organ in my body, I'm like a human cement factory. Really? Just if, if an organ stones. can produce stones, it will. I've had my gallbladder removed. i got kidney stones. i got testicle stones. <laughs> I had a I had a piece of granite in my stuff. right aorta removed three yeah. years ago. You cough and just gravel and I dirt. Ca- yeah, I cough charcoal. Yeah, nice. Squeeze some of that into diamonds. Put it in your ass. Just squeeze it into diamonds, my friend. I do shit diamonds from your lungs to your ass. The amazing heat and pressure of my rectal passage just <laughs> you know crystallizes those carbon atoms. Yeah, lines yeah. that shit up. Makes it hard. Yep, the golden goose over there, shitting out, <laughs> shitting di- out Adam. Hey, I'm the diamond goose. <laughs> the diamond goose. The goose that lays the diamond turds. Wow. Yeah. Got a couple in me tonight. <laughs> did I ever tell you that I used to work in a brick factory? Did we? <laughs> did I? <laughs> we're talking about gravel. We're talking about all these things. I worked at a brick factory. Seriously? In, in Mooresville? I did not know this. Yeah, I, for, well, here's why you didn't know it. Because I went in my first morning. They had me underneath this machinery, which was about... I'd say five and a half feet tall. Okay. And so I was so significantly ducked. taller than you. <laughs> yes. I'm four <laughs> foot three. <laughs> Jim's a hobbit. I am. Hairy so, feet and all. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was, I had to duck underneath this thing all day, mm-hmm. all morning. I had to shovel heavy brick dust because it was everywhere. It was all over the floors. Yeah. And I just shoveled it into wheelbarrows. I went to lunch that day and never came back. I don't blame First you. Day. That sounds like <laughs> it a was hellish horrible. job. It was. It was terrible. Worst job I've ever had. Oh. So half a day on that job. But wait a second. That surely, I mean, how fast did the brick dust accumulate? Quickly. <laughs> really? Yeah. I had to wear a mask. Because I'm thinking like so that would be like maybe once a month job, but you're like. No. It was God. like all day. And, and the warehouse was huge and there was brick dust everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. It turns out making bricks is a messy process. Yeah. Just like shit and bricks. That's why the, that's why the Israelites didn't want to do it. <laughs> what? That's why they wanted to get to the promised land. Pharaoh's like, make them goddamn bricks. Oh, God. I'm like, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. You take them bricks and shove up your ass, Pharaoh. <laughs> yep. God's going to take us to Mount Sinai. Pharaoh just squeeze and make diamonds. He's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we actually have something to talk about this week or what? Got a couple subjects. Um, Mad Men update? Okay. See, my, Good. my my roommate Jim here has pissed me off because I went away for almost all weekend and he did not watch the penultimate episode. Which I didn't I, know I was supposed to. He like got five minutes into it and is like, because uh, I was doing a marathon. I think we watched three episodes that night. And I was to like, be fair, it was like one thirty. Oh yeah, on a work night. Yeah, but I, you know, that's how I roll. So it's like I'm like, well, I'm muscling on, and it 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 blew me away. We're probably gonna have some spoilers. Uh, Oh no! For Mad Men and Am I gonna have the to Walking tune out of Dead. This um, no, I'm not going to talk. I'm, I'm going to go up to that point. But um, okay, I guess let's just uh, do some general bullshittery. Bullshittery. I'm good at that. Uh, first of all, Brent Spiner has been on his A game on his Twitter account. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he, he has, has been smiting fools left and right. <laughs> um, like someone made an Android a, a joke about him being data. They, okay. What was the joke? As they the do, joke? they frequently do. I can look it up. Yeah. Want. Um, and he just sat, was, he just savaged him. Let's take a little listener timeout for a minute. Listeners, go to your corner. <laughs> Sit there. We'll be back when we figure out. He just went off on a tangent on these guys, man. Hmm. Uh, that wasn't that funny. That wasn't funny at all. But, uh, anyway, he's in rare form. And I was just thinking that, like, um, that LeVar Burton and Brent Spiner and Will Wheaton make up a holy trinity of tweeters. And yeah. here's, how it break, here's how it breaks down. Um, 
Brent Spiner is the god of the Old Testament. He is <laughs> he is quick to anger. Yep. Uh, he smites fools he's down. Wrathful. He's wrathful. Um, it's probably not about slavery. Wants, <laughs> he wants your worship, but on his terms. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will Wheaton is Jesus Christ. Yeah, he loves he's everybody. Paladin. He's come down unto us with a message: Do not be, a, don't be a dick. Yep, yep. Um, and Levar Burton is the Holy Ghost. He like makes good things happen. Because Levar, good things happen. Yeah, Levar's like first of all, he's all up in the literacy programs. I mean, he still to this day is heavily involved in literacy aid. He's travels around the world, um, you know, raising awareness about. <laughs> What? <laughs> he travels the world? Is that what happens? Yeah. Don't you read You don't keep up with his Twitter account? Dude, like he, I, I know that Spiner was traveling the world, and he was playing a game like, guess where I am, and he was talking about, like, the moon and shit, <laughs> and just, like, all these weird places. No, LeVar, he, like, has gone to Darfur, and he's, you know, raised awareness uh, about what Katrina celebrity hasn't gone and, to Darfur? Well, I'm they just all saying. They all go to Darfur. That's the go-to place, man. I'm just saying that Will Wheaton, uh, his altruism seems to be confined to the digital realm. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not trying to put down LeVar Burton. I think he's great. Uh, and he's like, you know, like he's always has says something positive. He's like a force for good. Sure, sure. The whole use of the Holy Spirit. Although I, earlier, I was riffing. I love to riff on songs, like just sing them with off-color lyrics. Yeah, me too. And earlier, I was singing the Reading Rainbow song, and I was singing, I can't see anything. <laughs> so ridiculous. This is goddamn um, visor. Yeah. Um, all right. Plus, he has no eyes or whatever. He's born without him. Born without him. Little known fact, and that's why he got the role of Jody LaForge. Because he could play a blind man that could scream like no one else. He had the <laughs> screaming practice from yep. uh, Roots, mm-hmm. and he had the blindness practice from being born blind. Yeah, and he could hold the tricorder like nobody's business. And he looked good in a gold jumpsuit. Data pad. Gold jumpsuit? Yeah. What color jumpsuits did he wear? You start off red. Red, Okay. And then he went – suddenly he became an engineer because I think basically in season three, they're like, God damn, we need a chief engineer. Yeah. And nobody's sticking. Yeah. Nobody likes the chief engineers we got. So you know what? LaForge, he's kind of a likable character we haven't had done anything with. So let's bring him on to engineering. Sure. Which that's weird. Like the colors of uniforms denoted what you did on the ship, but kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. Like – because the bridge crew had all the different colors, right? Like, yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean they were they were kind of in their own departments. Well, but Data was like, okay, he was the um, he was the third third in command in the entire ship, mm-hmm. and he wore a gold engineering uniform. But he was like also the science officer, so shouldn't he have been in a blue fucking uniform? Like blue was by far the underrepresented uniform. The only one I can remember wearing ever are the doctors, Pulaski and uh, Crusher. Hmm. Every once in a while, you'd see, like, an extra, but, like, few yeah. and far between. Yeah, no, I think you're right. The blue was the medical team, right? Right. And why did Worf... Worf so, started off hmm. wearing red. That was, like, supposedly the command uniform. Mm-hmm. He started off red, but then when he got in security... Went gold. Like, when he became promoted chief security, he went gold. Yeah. And so was Tasha. Yeah. So and then like, Barkley had the pink uniform. That was weird. I didn't get that one. But, but Worf worked for Tasha. And she died, he got promoted to chief of security, and he uh-huh. went from red to gold. So how is a promotion you change fucking uniform color? I don't know. That'd be like... You're less likely to die. I don't know. I mean, it just seems weird. Like, it'd be like if you're a Marine, and you go from, you know, an enlisted man to a non-commissioned officer, and all of a sudden you just start wearing an Air Force uniform. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. like, well, that doesn't make, usually, you know, I could see having a fancier collar insignia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the other More thing. Is like, those pips seem to be completely random, too. No, Picard always has four. No, yes, it's not like they go up and down. Like, <laughs> oh, look, this week like, he's got as he two. Talks, it's, it's, like, it's like a uh, an equalizer. Yeah. As he talks, it goes up and down. Uh, <laughs> but, like, well, so what? Like. He had four, and Riger had three, and then Data, like, had two and a half. Two and a half? Or something like that. So it's like, but it's like, there's not a lot of resolution. I, I would think that, uh, I don't know. There there are four possible ranks on the ship. What I think is they just had nothing but hippies that were on staff. They had no, like, people with military expertise. No, no, no. I think this is all based on the Navy, isn't it? Like, they, they actually based the rank and the insignia and all the stuff on the Navy. It wasn't just... Gene Roddenberry going, well, I think he should have four. He should have two. Well, but here's the thing is, like, everybody, your default rank in Starfleet was an ensign. 
Yeah. Ensign is actually like an – I mean, where are all the enlisted people? Like the specialists. They all die before the they even war- get there. The specialists and the warrant officers and yeah. just the crewmen. Like, you know, yeah, where are the uh, people that mm-hmm. like – is like is really – do they get ensigns peeling potatoes? Probably. <laughs> they ensigns like monkey wrenching? I mean there have to be some shitty jobs on the Enterprise, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, everything can't be – Command and Wesley, or a fucking pimp, through a hallway. A, a, a pimply-ass teenager hadn't even been through Starfleet Academy was already an acting ensign. Yeah. Like, you that know. That, his, yeah. Picard just made him one. I don't know, man. There's a lot of things that they're, like, just very – yes, it was based on, like, naval traditions. But, mm-hmm. again, like, some hippie that read a little bit of – Sure. Like, yeah. read one Tom Clancy book and was like, oh, I know everything about I, it. I think he'd have been act, more accurate if you read Tom Clancy. <laughs> he wrote, like, I don't know what. Wow. He, he, he read, he read the, Michael Crichton's version of a Tom Clancy book. <laughs> he read the, like, Jane's Military Reader's Digest version and was like, oh. <laughs> you know, they browsed Wikipedia, except for it didn't exist back then. <laughs> so, hmm. I don't know. It's always bugged know. me, though, the way that there's, like, you know. There's a lot of unrealistic things about Star Trek. <laughs> no, get out of here. Not warp drive you and transporters. But I'm thinking about the fact that they don't use money and, yep, yep. you know, there's like they, – they, None they, of them wear underwear at all. No, that's yeah. that's not true. I've, I think I've talked about the fact that they only listen to like classical music classical. and jazz. No one listens yep. to classic rock. No one listens to rap. rap. No one listens to country music. Or even like Elvis. There's yeah. got to be one goddamn Elvis fan – Nope, none. Yeah, no nope, Beatles. Nothing contemporary. Apparently, from from 1930 on is just shit. Yep. That, that no one in Earth remembered that piece of part of the culture. <laughs> hmm. It's like you got. I mean, not even Sinatra. I don't even think that you ever heard Sinatra. No. I mean, we're no, talking about I'm... stuff that's already what you can consider classics. You did hear some Sinatra esque stuff, like when they went to some of the holodeck bars and things like that. You'd hear a little bit of like. Oh yeah, who was that dude? Was like uh, yeah, the, the recurring character yeah. um, who was like Will Riker's fantasy guy or whatever. See, I was thought that... that that guy was on for wasn't that a Deep Space Nine recurring thing? Oh, that might have been yeah. And he actually was a famous like big band like Dean Martin type guy, but just like a lesser tier. Um, hmm, interesting. Like Mel Torme was on Night Court. This yeah. is the this is a Star Trek <laughs> version of Mel Torme. Yeah. I mean, they're they're definitely not doing above doing a couple contemporary things like Stephen Hawking is in there, obviously. Um, I don't know, but yeah, the music is few and far between with that. And there's definitely no rap, no rap at all, no rock. There should be some rap. I mean, some Run DMC, some Run DMC, some rappers delight. I could see Picard dancing to Run DMC. Oh yeah, God, that'd be a Riker's wonderful video. In it. Um, <laughs> All right, what else we got? Data could pop and lock like nobody's business. <laughs> Do we have anything? That, he does that... a robot? Holy shit, oh, Data He opens up a wormhole. I, I can't believe when he said, teach me how to dance, Crusher just like, just do the robot. Like, yeah. Like, own it. Yeah. Own it, Data. That, that dance so... has been forgotten as well. I want a Brent Spiner just like, no. They actually suggested that. He's like, no, Pro- I bet you. they did. I bet yeah. they did. And Brent does... Spiner was like, yes, that'd be a fantastic idea. <laughs> uh, I got a On better... his Twitter feed. <laughs> or like in McGruber. <laughs> Uh, I got a better idea. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? So you, you, um, I've been preaching about this forever, and I'm trying to get this. I want this movie to succeed. Oh, it no. didn't succeed in the theater. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, dude! I finally came out on Blu-ray and DVD uh-huh. uh, Tuesday, yep. last Tuesday, and I've seen the movie probably seven times now, um, just since I've gotten it on Blu-ray. Uh, what's your impressions there, Jim? Uh, Scott Pilgrim has taken over my favorite movie spot. So it has. It has it vanquished has Office Space. Office Space is, sorry, sorry, Office Space, no longer my favorite. It's now Scott Pilgrim. And see, the one thing I worried about is, like, would it have legs? Like, was this this type of movie like Office Space where you could just watch again and again and again? And, like, you know, it, it, it works on so many levels, and it does. Like, I feel like it does, yeah. Like, I probably watched it once a day. And like I watched it one day twice, maybe two and a half times, and listened to some of the commentary tracks, and it just mm-hmm. it just keeps getting better. Like I know, and here's the thing that really bothers me is there's I've seen like geeks such as myself in my age group, and they go and they watch the movie, and they're like, I don't get it. it this is not touching me or affecting me in any way. No. That's stupid. I don't get it. How is that possible? I don't know. This I mean, is one like, of the coolest 
most interesting it is cool but movies it, i I've think seen. the problem is it just doesn't make a lot of sense and if you are a very literal type person wow. like my dad would hate this movie oh yeah well number one he doesn't get video games number two sure like you know his biggest beef with forrest gump is i just don't buy all the coincidences this one guy meeting all these presidents <laughs> is like you don't understand this is not this the is point. a movie yeah feel your the sense of disbelief suspending no i i think the analogy, like, they did a perfect job emulating a video game with this movie. I think mm-hmm. anyone who's grown up in the generation where video games have been the dominant form of media um, it should be right at home in this film. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, quick action and cuts and, and a lot of effects. And they directly lift video game music and put, like, they playing do. There's the, Zelda music and Zelda sound effects everywhere. And c- when you kill a bad guy, coins fly out. Like, yeah. that they straight out of video coins. games. Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, anybody in that generation should identify with this. I movie. love the reactions to like I don't like just to give one minor spoiler. The very first time that Scott gets in one of these big apocalyptic fights and he beats the bad guy and he rubs mm-hmm. in the coins, he like lands on his feet and he he looks down and goes, "Sweet coins!" and just <laughs> yeah. starts picking them up. Like yeah. I love the fact that it, you know, you, and you got some characters that are, will eventually because. As an audience, you're like, oh, my fucking God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And as as you were formulating the thought, one of the bystander characters will literally – the camera swing over to them like, <laughs> oh, my fucking God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Yeah, yeah. They're very aware of the audience. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. So it's like they're they're like saying it's okay. You can enjoy it. Yeah. And some people just can't go there. Sit back, enjoy it. It's a fun ride. But me, um, I'm going to make the listeners an offer. Um, I've got the a D- sexual offer, a sexual offer. I've actually got the DVD version of Scott Pilgrim. He will eat it. If you can no, prove to him. first person that wants to watch a Scott Pilgrim, uh, first person emails me a dot Ron, a Ron. Holy shit. Baldmove.com. Gets I will a picture of his ball. Send your, send your, send your physical mail address. I will mail you the Scott Pilgrim DVD. Hmm. Yours free. As a uh, token of our appreciation for listening, plus five ninety five shipping. Per CDR, I know it's, it's actually going to be the actual pressed uh, official version. Yeah, just not in a nice case because you I'm get the, the you get three versions. You get yeah. the Blu Ray, you get the DVD, and you get the digital. Right, so right, I'm probably pissing off someone at the MPAAA, but I don't care. Fuck them, fuck them. You purchase it. You're it's, allowed yeah. to send it to whoever you Shit, want. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Just don't make a copy. That'd be, you know, don't post it to Pirate Bay. That'd yeah. be awful. That would be terrible. That'd be terrible. Heinous. I don't, care, don't know if I can get the digital blood off my hands if that happened. Right. Um, you got anything else? I did a lot of travel last week. I went to the great state of Texas. Not so great. <laughs> okay. I, I got a question because I, um, first time ever, um, I got pulled in line for scanning extra attention security so they made me assume the position in this little thing oh. and they did the like backscatter radiation so nice. some technician like got to ogle my balls yeah you probably have cancer now got to say if i had an in or Audi. um <laughs> and the internet is all a buzz about opt-out day like people are so i so up in arms that people are being pulled aside and if you opt out then they give you an aggressive like crotch fondling what, what you're gonna have to explain this to me and the audience because they may not know because I don't know really? what is what the hell is opt out day. Internet is like uh, the okay Thanksgiving weekend. Okay, they basically say during the busiest times of the year, um, if they tell you that you have to get into the backscatter machine, say I opt out, and that triggers them to have to do the much slower manual process of fondling your balls <laughs> and or axe wound. I opt out. Nice. Yeah. And that, that's good. That they're going to go, oh, it's like any other fucking boycott. It's not going to do anything, but, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, make people feel good for doing nothing. Sure. But my thing is, like, people are saying, like, this is infringing upon our rights as Americans. And I'm like, the way I see it's like, do we really have a right to fly on airlines? I mean, we have the right to travel. No one can stop us from doing that. But is it, yeah, I mean, it's not a public service, correct? I mean, it's yeah. a mode of transportation controlled by corporations. And it's not discriminatory. I mean, it literally. Well, I mean, they say it's not. I'm sure Middle Easterners even get if their it is fair share. I mean, you don't have a right to go into a restaurant and be served. I food. mean, I'm I, no right. So yeah. But the government's. It's, this is an airline initiative. The government's requiring everybody, all airports, to do this. 
Hmm. So my thing is, I don't have see, a problem. I don't there. have a problem with it because I don't see in the Constitution a right to fly. Fly. Yeah. <laughs> no, there is no right to fly. There's no. That's the twenty ninth amendment. Yeah, there's no son of Krypton amendment in the Bill of Rights <laughs> that says you doubt that you know. I don't know. I just I don't hmm. understand why. And it's not just like liberal and conservative, all the sites because. I tend to not read a lot of mainstream media. What I tend to do is read the wacko um, progressive liberal sites like Daily Cost, and I read the wacko uh, conservative sites like RedState.com, and then I synthesize Mm -hmm. the two views. (laughs) Into a moderate viewpoint. Into a moderate – like I I see like – because they all try to – make their best case for their thing and make them look good and make the other guy look bad sure. and sweep all their dirt under the rug. So if you read both sites, you get to see the true story, which is everyone in government's cocksuckers, y'all. Sure. sure. Okay. Sure. The, only, the, only, the only thing we can do is shine flashlights on the roaches and oh, make them scatter from room Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get your pulpit over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already standing on my soapbox. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You need a pulpit too. <laughs> but I, I do that and I noticed that like everybody is supporting and p- pimping this opt out. They will Wheaton. Was really? Like, really? Yeah, he was all up in arms about it. Like, he you probably know, stand flies up for a your lot, rights. Though. I bet he does. Yeah. But like the thing is, if you're worried about the thing causing you cancer, um, which I don't, you know, I. People say I mean, everything. if you fly like every single day, that's like getting an X-ray at the dentist every day. That's that could what, fuck no, you up. Wait a second. If you fly every single day, you're already getting a lot of radiation exposure because it's a it's a documented fact that flying at like thirty two thousand feet, like several atmospheres above the planet, uh, you are getting bombarded with cosmic radiation. Nice, at a much higher dose. Sweet. So it's like okay, no, but you're not going to get into a backscatter, which apparently this stuff doesn't penetrate skin. So it's like doesn't how penetrate it, skin. It's ionizing radiation, but it doesn't penetrate. It's like alpha particles. Like for example, plutonium emits alpha particles. Okay. These are blocked by a piece of paper or your skin. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, if you swallow plutonium, you're fucked because then you know <laughs> you got you, no you, skin you, or paper to protect exactly. you. Exactly, <laughs> and, and that's about the most lethal thing you can do is inhale plutonium or eat it or mercury. Yeah, mercury too. <laughs> it's not, but the, it wouldn't be the ionizing radiation. Sure. To you, just be sure. the toxicity of the metal. <laughs> Um, but it's like, I, I guess like anytime anyone says that they don't like something like a uh, power station or overhead power lines, it's like, oh, it causes cancer or, or cell phone or cell phone towers. It's, oh, it causes cancer. It's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the privacy concerns, it's like, uh, one guy on Facebook was sitting there saying, well, I don't want the government to have unique biometric information on me. I don't want the government knowing the size of my balls. The government. But, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't want the government to know how small my penis is. <laughs> They're probably collecting a database of that shit. Smallpenis.com. And everybody's face goes up on there. But it's like, it's like okay, what it's about fingerprints? Almost everyone has been fingerprinted. Like, I was one of the last hand holdouts of never been fingerprinted, and I finally uh, had to do it to When you get arrested, you have to, yeah. Well, I have never been arrested, um, <laughs> I know. but I don't know. Have you been fingerprinted? Uh, a lot of yeah. people's parents yeah. do banks. because and banks have done. Yeah. I've, I successfully resisted that. Well, now I don't care because I got fingerprinted by the government. But yeah, um, so it's like that's like they already got fingerprints and they can get you. Know, they can rec- compel you to give DNA whenever they want. It's like real. So how is this going to be useful? A biometric reading where you're standing there with your legs apart and your hands over your head <laughs> in a spread eagle form, and you've got this ghostly outline of your balls. <laughs> Like, is there going to have some kind of... I don't want a print out of that. I'm like, is there going to have some kind of eye in the sky just at crotch level scanning? It's like, oh, there's 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 Peter Street's penis signature. Pattern recognition on your dick? Yeah. Oh, God. Peter Street's penis signature. Peter, Peter Street's penis has been cited. Well-known conspiracy theorist Peter Street's penis has been cited at an airport. Omega code. Do not let him opt out. Scramble, scramble, scramble. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of ways that you could better mess up the system. Like if everybody came in wearing chain mail, what do you? How would uh, that, how would what that you work? you need is to have a six-inch steel rod inserted up your ass. Well, yeah. That I mean, everyone good. could go get like plates put into their legs and head, and like that would really fuck. But see what up. this is. What this is doing is actually. Um, you can't conceal things on your person, drugs or whatever, because yeah, it just yeah. looks through your clothes and gets an accurate 3D surface mapping of your skin. Yep. But for people to say that that's like the pornography, I'm sorry. I'm a big <laughs> porn aficionado. I don't care if Kim Kardashian – Kardashian? <laughs> I don't care if I don't Garrett care if Gold Ducat's through. daughter with her spoon head – 
I would not. I mean, it's not erotic at all. Yeah, you're not going to be jacking it to. And then they're saying that the aggressive put uh, put uh, put down. They just make fun of you. Oh, you're going to opt out? Well, you're a pussy. The aggressive the the enhanced pat down procedure, which I got this weekend as well, um, is is like constitute molestation or sexual assault. It's like this people are it's voluntary sexual assault because you are flying. Yeah. You know that those are the rules. Yeah. You are volunteering to be molested in that yeah. case. Now they're saying I we don't like it. But I'm like here's the thing is up until now security has just been basically uh kabuki theater. I mean it's yeah, done yeah, yeah. nothing. They just shuffle you through this fancy machine that doesn't do doesn't anything. Doesn't do anything and they like you know it's like a metal attack or whatever. I mean now they're actually putting things that will be effective like you know yeah. automatic bomb sniffing machine, chemical detectors, all this stuff and people are raising holy hell. It's like so okay, we'll put up with mad crazy delays that do nothing, but <laughs> something that actually could measurably increase security, yeah. fuck that. And see that the statistics on this stuff, like the likelihood of you being on a plane where there is a terrorist that's going to bomb it, mm. is so minuscule. I mean, mm. these things happen so infrequently. You have basically no chance of that mm. happening to you. True. So until things really – like if we get one out of every two planes that goes up exploding mm-hmm. in midair, maybe mm-hmm. we should look into this stuff. Mm-hmm. But until then, why are we so, so concerned about it? just not worry about the security. Yeah, yeah. I mean there's there's really no point. Until we start seeing, like, patterns of this going on, and we have seen, like... I don't know, man, because in the 80s, things. they bombed a hell of a lot of planes, and since they've done the security screening, that's... I mean, there's not been a plane bombing in a hell of a long time. I mean, those hijackers um, yeah, there were a couple flew them into uh, buildings, but then I don't think that will ever happen again for various reasons. I really think... I agree yeah. with you. I don't think they should go backwards. I think where we're at's okay. Um, I think the next... If we have another terrorist attack on the United States soil, it's going to be eight guys walking to a mall with machine guns during thanks like during the Thanksgiving Christmas season and just hosing the place down, yeah, killing dozens of people and making people stay away from the malls. Or terrorists. Here's another good idea. <laughs> no, it's like I mean that's the thing. I feel like a terrorist really understood us and how like how bad yeah. that would fuck up our economy to make a big scare like oh, that by dude, Christmas. everyone would stay away from the mall. If that happened cheap. like in three across the country, yeah, like you don't have the bomb it. Just like yeah, do three or four of the major malls in North America hose it down and release a video saying you're going to do it again next week. And we, we are so getting arrested for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of aggressive pat down procedures, <laughs> how do you like your balls fondled there, Aaron? Uh, I'm going to have them fondled at Fort Leavenworth Prison, probably, um, but not by a guard. Yeah, I, I think that we need to like like where where we're at with air safety is about probably where we need to be it's not that bad it's bad on holidays and all that kind of stuff so is every other form of travel sure so is everything so but anyway i was surprised and sounds like you're kind of in agreement with them cocksucker Uh, agreement with the people that say that the the security is yeah they're going to boycott it it's an invasion of their privacy i'm not into the boycott thing i mean (laughs) you have no reason to boycott it you are volunteering to get on the plane you're they have control over it they give you the rules up front it's not like they're going to surprise you and say haha cockbag give me your balls right we're going to fondle them that's (laughs) not how it works right we are now fuck you in the butt if you don't like it i do like the Wright brothers build your own plan yeah Fly across the country. Well, I don't drive, think that's legal. Or, yeah, I mean now, like, and again, it's like it's a slippery slope. But tell me when they when they have checkpoints at all the borders of the states, and it's like papers, comrade. I will I will be really pissed and yeah. and get on Twitter and vent my impotent <laughs> rage against the government when that happens. But until then, I'm fine with them doing a little bit enhanced padding down and and you know whatever. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I had a thought kind of parallel to that. I just. I don't know what it was. I just think that, like, people saying that's an invasion of privacy when, on a daily basis, police mm-hmm. officers bust in people's private residences for, like, smoking pot and sure. doing recreational drugs um, is a complete joke. I mean, people just get outraged over it. Like, why is Will Wheaton up in arms about this and not many other things? Well, you got to pick your battles. I guess, I guess that's true. I mean, there's like people, it's like people against cruelty to animals when there's children starving. Yeah, it's exactly. like, okay, well, someone's got to care about it. Sure. You can't just sure. care about one thing until it's fixed. And then no ball fondling. Well, there's war in Asia. Yeah. I don't care. No ball fondling. <laughs> right. I draw the line. You, you can fight in Asia. You can fight your land battles in Asia. Don't but fond- not Darfur, for fuck's sake. Fondle, fondle my balls. 
Uh, I have we talked about Cosmos? Have you you haven't been no, watching Cosmos? I've watched have the you, first fucker? three Cosmos. Well, you God. like man, I went the like uh, I've been busy. I've been traveling a lot. I've been, yeah, I haven't been yeah. having my balls fondled. <laughs> I a lot better than Cosmos. You're right. Um, but uh, <laughs> they've been juggled <laughs> all across the country. Yeah, man, they stretch them out and <laughs> give them a little room to juggle them. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, sometimes they get another traveler so they can get a four ball juggling going. They do, do it with their feet. They mix chainsaws in there. It's terrifying. <laughs> Bowling pins is terrifying. Enhanced juggling techniques. <laughs> I feel safer though. Um, <laughs> no, like Cos. So tell tell us about Cosmos because here's my Co- experience with Cosmos. Okay. We noticed like the first episode or two in. That you you actually independently notice like my god this guy sounds exactly like yeah. Agent Smith and well he I does. was trying to think who he sounded like and then you pointed me to the apple pie video yeah and I was like yes that is exactly who he sounds like uh, for the listeners uh, we'll post a link to this but there's this guy that uh, edited the interrogation scene <laughs> with Morpheus and Agent Smith from the first Matrix mm-hmm. and he piped in this Carl Sagan from Cosmos droning on about apple pie, <laughs> apple how, pie like, how crumbly and texture it, it is and, and, if you could slice an apple pie in half and then slice it again and again you'd eventually get down to the individual atoms yeah. you know, of course the, the pie billions is too crumbly and, and the knife knife's too dull but if you <laughs> and like and he's saying that and, and it looks it sounds just like him and they pick the clips that match kind of his lip sync mm-hmm. and you get this ludicrous thing where like it looks like carl sagan is torturing him with a boring lecture because <laughs> yeah. morpheus face is like it looks like he's falling asleep and his like his, yep. his head's he's face running his fingers across his face <laughs> yeah. and he's leaning down real close right right make sure you pick up this part um and the pie too crumbly um and one thing i didn't like about it is like i think that he tried to do some good things in Cosmos, but I think he set maybe all popular scientists in the late seventies, early eighties set back the cause of evolution like decades. What? Because the simplistic way that they described the process of evolution uh, and the way they even yeah. illustrate like a creature's melting into another and blah 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 blah. It's like it's it's like people be like yeah. bullshit. Yeah, but people need to realize that's not what the series is about. The series is about well the cosmos. I mean, it's about. The universe, and it's mostly about outer space. I mean, there there's a lot of stuff in there about like the Earth and evolution and like our environment and stuff. But for the most part, it's about outer space, right? And the other thing that uh, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff about the his- history of science, like how we got to places and like the you know different schools of thought in Eastern yeah. and like you know, and we're talking about like there's like two or three events in human history where we might be thousands of years further mm. ahead like um the destruction of the library of yeah. alexandria mm-hmm. like you read about what a how much human knowledge and, and how advanced the romans and the greeks and the egyptians before them civilization really was mm-hmm. and all, all that stuff just got destroyed yeah it's um, and other things like where uh uh, Pythagoras, yes, the, him and his followers totally fucking destroyed this other branch of like free thinkers and mathematicians. Well, basically, it's like they there's two schools of thought. One is like you know mm-hmm. we should empirically observe nature, yes. and make deductions <laughs> on that. And Pythagoras is like fuck no, man, you just kind of just think about yeah, it. you and, and reason it out, and whoever yeah. can come up with the most logical bullshit argument. He was basically a philosopher, and he happened to come up with these mathematical theories that worked, right? But he had no, really, no business in math. His right. whole philosophy was against math, and that's and science. That's unfortunate because math is the one place where that does work. Math is all theoretical and abstract, and you can come up with logical conclusions just by thinking about them. Yeah, but you can't apply it to anything in the real world. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, math is like the absolute. Like you can make a statement and say it's unequivocally true or unequivocally sure. not. Yeah. Like there's Although no that other point branch. nine repeating still gets me, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we can talk about that's kind of an interesting topic. We'll touch on that next, just because I, it, right. if people haven't been exposed to it ever, it blows their mind. But I, I, I just to finish up on Cosmos, yeah, yes, I just please. wanted to say I have read uh, Carl Sagan's book. What is it called? Something a candle in the dark. Science is a candle in the dark. A demon haunted world. Demon haunted world. Yes, um, and. His philosophy as, like, a person and a scientist really comes through in both of those works, and I think it's really expressed well. He's basically – he thinks about all the possibilities, and he 
reasons based on evidence. He has this like very optimistic no attitude here. about the universe and yes. it's a very logical way of thinking about it that totally makes sense to me. And I actually went back and I watched Contact this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I know you, Aaron, hated that movie, right? That's the only you movie. Thought it was I think an abomination. It's the only. It's it's the only movie that I've I've only walked out on two movies. You walked out of this? Um, no, but it's the only movie oh. that I thought like God, I want to walk out of this, and I never did because I huh. was just bored and didn't like it and thought it was stupid from like the forty-five minute mark. Interesting. See, I thought that too. Uh-huh. I thought. There was a lot of interesting stuff in the beginning, and then it did kind of get stupid um, the first time I saw it. But going back and rewatching it after having watched Cosmos and read Demon Haunted World, I actually see that it's not so much a tale of what he thinks is going to happen or or like some realistic sci-fi scenario. It's about possibilities, and it's about discovery and searching and 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 just learning. I mean, it's really about learning. I'll buy that. All right. And it just makes it more interesting to me having his perspective on it, I guess, mm. as the author. He is pretty good. And um, uh, him and Stephen Jay Gould are very good populist scientists that um, yeah. can, like, take a subject to make it the common man and care about it and understand it. I think uh, – uh-huh. whoa, Carl Sagan is really good at the cosmos part of it. Stephen Jay Gould's much better at the evolution part. Oh, I'm um, sure he is. But um, – Is he an evolutionary biologist? Yes, he is. That might explain why <laughs> Carl Sagan is an astronomer. <laughs> Plus, he was um, he he was also like a fairly controversial. He had a controversial enhancement to the evolutionary theory called punctured equi- equilibrium. Like the previous um, thought was that humans or that organisms evolve over time. It's like this smooth, gradual blending from one life form to another. Hmm. Things just kind of almost melting. And he's like, no, no, no. What really the fossil record shows is you have thou- hundreds of thousands and millions of years where species just doesn't change at all. Their yeah. morphology is the same. You know, their brains are the same. Their skeletons the same. This, mm-hmm. And then suddenly something will happen to make that species change. That, that like yeah. a, a change in the environment will happen, and then a, a mutation that laid dormant that didn't really make anything yeah. actually now was a competitive advantage, and that gene. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... Or multiple mutations come together. Like, you've got one that lays dormant for a long time. You get one more mutation, and they kind of join forces. Right. So they call that, they so. call that theory punctured equilibrium, huh. which basically means you'd have long periods of stasis. Then you'd have super rapid in geological terms. Sure. Change, where a species <laughs> yeah. will change completely in 100,000 years, instead of gradually changing over millions and millions and millions of years. And by geological terms, he means billions yeah, and billions billions of years. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that was the hokiest <laughs> thing where he tried to explain the history of the universe as a or, as, of the earth as a calendar. Oh, like, where he's walking had, across yeah, the calendar. Yeah, yeah. Man appeared at like uh, 1159, 43, December 31st. Uh, December 31st. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Because he'd walk in and like, stuff would say November. Yeah, There's I a mean, lot of well, weird visuals, man. <laughs> there are a ton. But what he's trying to do there is he's trying to – and get, get you, you to, to conceptualize how vast a period of time this is and how brief our 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 yeah. rule and dominion has been yeah so i i mean i thought it maybe it wasn't as effective as it could have been but it was an attempt right um, anyway i love that series every single episode is awe inspiring in some sort of way mm. um and i just finished up watching all 13 episodes yeah i want to hit uh, that might be something to do over christmas break oh yeah so um one thing I want to talk about is last week there was a bunch of rants about people uh, canceling uh, Battlestar Galactica Caprica. Good, good. That show sucks dick. Okay, well, there's a lot of people, you know, saying like the, this one guy, his his name, I forget what it is, but he basically. Penis Master 4. Yeah. Um, it was on Slashdot, and he basically, his advocation was that if I was the CEO of NBC or any of these, or Universal, um, you know, you have to compete against piracy. You have to see piracy as a competitor, which I agree with. His steps to, com- to defeat piracy is as follows. All of your properties should immediately begin offering full episodes in high definition on the web, and these should be available online at the same time they air on cable TV. If you delay the posting of these episodes of the website, you'll only drive people to piracy. I agree with that. Sure. Episodes offered via this medium should display no interstitial advertising, which means no ads at all. Wrong. Ads should only appear just prior and just after an episode plays. Interstitial advertising will only drive people to piracy, which shows no interstitial ads. 
well, uh, I don't but, know. That's not too bad. Right. No DRM should be used to region locked episodes or protect against consumer copying or saving the episodes on a website to computers. Agree. Sure, and then, sure. you know, again, it's just a competitive disadvantage. The online episode should be the same high quality aired on cable TV. Reducing quality only drive people to piracy. Okay. Um, p- bandwidth costs can then be reduced by leveraging BitTorrent. What the hell does that even mean? Someone's paying for the bandwidth. Yeah, he's talking about the bandwidth for the content producers. I know, but I'm still saying is like you're just shifting the cost onto the end users ultimately. Sure. And which is fine. I'm paying for it anyway. Eh, I'm just saying that if everybody did that anyway. A subscription service should be offered which completely eliminates all advertising for a subscriber and offers other benefits such as discounted merchandise and other additional <laughs> services above and beyond the basic TV. Like what? Bullshit. Like t-shirts? That's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. But I do agree with the subscription service. I would pay for that. And he's, he, But he said nothing behind a subscription paywall should be something that can be pirated. Like services and physical merchandise cannot be pirated. But it's like, okay. My problem with this is he's basically saying that the that the content producers should pirate their own shit and make no money off of it because of all you've got like if advertisers like hey uh, we want you to advertise our product okay well when are you going to show the ads well we got this attractive slot that's like 30 seconds before the full hour ads yeah. airs and then like a 30 second commercial is going to pay for an hour of television then you can you can get another 30 second slot at the end when people <laughs> are just going to close their browser anyway and never <laughs> yeah. see it it's like, okay, let's think of like – because I don't think he did a 360 analysis on this. There's a lot of advantages the content producers have over to pirates. For example, they can show the episode in real time at the same yes. time it's been released. Or pirate, mm-hmm. Even the best pirates – like some guy got in a fight with me in Slashlight because I posted all these thoughts there. And he's like, well, I've seen some torrents come in there. It's like a 30 minutes after it airs. I'm like, okay. And how well-seated is it? <laughs> Basically, so it's like, yeah. okay, if something airs at 10 o'clock, you're getting 1130. Uh, let's say it downloads by 230 morning. You're going you're gonna to watch that and then go and to work in the morning? what fucking time zone is he in? That's what I'm saying. Because if it's recorded in New York, that's actually three and a half hours if exactly. you live in California. And again, my point stands that, like, how well-seated is it? How long is it going to take to download it in high def? And then mm-hmm. are you actually going to be able to participate in the work discussions that are happening the next yeah. day? It's And I mean, let's say, okay, let's take Walking Dead, for instance. It aired at 10 p.m. on Mm -hmm, a Sunday. mm -hmm. An hour and a half program. Right. Okay, 11.30, this thing ends. Let's say it takes the theoretical three and a half hours to get it up on BitTorrent. Right. Okay, so I'm looking at three in the morning. Yeah. Before I can start to download this thing, Mm -hmm. this 750 meg file. Mm -hmm. So another 20 minutes later, I have it. And then I can watch it for an hour and a half. I'm going to be up till 5 a.m. on a work night right. trying to watch my show. I don't right. think so. Sorry. It doesn't work. So it's like that's a competitive advantage being able to do real time. Why can't they yes. do uh, interstitial ads? Yeah, it's going to drive people. Now, I think that like let's say 24 hours after something's displayed, then maybe you drop you, – you have less and less interstitial ads that's until like a idea. week after it's played, no interstitial ads. Yeah. One up, you know, maybe a minute up front or whatever, and then you get, get to watch it. Uh, the other competitive advantage, your mom and dad will go to NBC or SciFi.com yeah. and watch this shit online. <laughs> They're not going to go to the Pirate Bay and fucking no. download all this stuff. Not like I've got fairly smart friends that can't figure out BitTorrent. Or yeah. if they yeah. do, they forget to put their econ them on and get fucked by a bunch of spyware. Yeah, yeah. I showed my bud uh, – uh, geez, what did I call him? Monkey Bone. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You guys don't know him. Sure. I showed one of my friends was like because he was you know running out of places to get free music, and I showed him BitTorrent, and he came back a week later with his computer in flames. So it's like <laughs> this isn't like non-tech savvy. People on Slashdot don't realize, and people write articles like this bullshit don't understand that like top, only like one to five percent of the population actually you know bothers to do this kind of stuff yeah. because it is hard. So the content providers have a competitive advantage that way. Convenience is yeah. their advantage. The other thing is they could – they like I, it annoys me that you don't have subtitle support. And I know you're going to say, well, you can't get subtitles, but what's the delay on that? <laughs> they can just put subtitles yeah. like right there you know, and turn it on. Um, yep. You know, There's all kinds of things that content providers can use to compete with piracy that they're just not doing. Absolutely. Because I don't know whether there's just no money in it or – I, yeah, I think the money is starting to ramp up. You get things like Netflix, you get things yeah. like Hulu, and right. the money is starting to come um, from the advertisers. I think they're just waiting around until it's a solid platform. Right, right. 
So I just thought it's like he just missed the the boat on what a content provider. You know, they don't have to pirate their own material to compete with pirates. Yeah, they can yeah. do a lot of other fucking shit before they get to that point. Um, yeah, and the BitTorrent idea that he had is actually a bad idea because, like you said, it's harder. Right. If I can go to my browser and click on it, and it's playing. Right. So much easier. My grandpa will do it. Right. 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 Um. So that's one thing. What are we? We want to talk about The Walking Dead. Talk about The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, we had the zombie drill show. We just don't have time to keep up with it. Or rather, I don't have time to keep up with it. Aaron was all gung-ho about it. I truly was. I broke my heart. Uh, I know, man. Well, get on there and podcast. I did a solo <laughs> cast last week. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm the only one who hasn't done a solo cast. I we can't, need, we need I the Aaron solo cast. I yeah. almost did one the week before because we were uh, scraping. We've, we've always tried to have four or five episodes in the can, and we got mm-hmm. to where we were scraping. <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel for the podcast yeah material. literally that the night before i was recording a podcast and editing it i think that we are going to have peter over during the holidays and we're going to have a podcast bonanza sweet because we've all got some mega show juice that we've been sitting on we're going to explode yeah it's mount vesuvius in my ass here with juice yeah um and i need to relieve myself right so we need to have an aggressive pat down to remove <laughs> <laughs> they removed the juice. Um, so we got that coming. But uh, we did shit can the uh, zombie drill over yep. my protest. Um, but I have to say, the, the I went in completely spoiler-free, mm-hmm. and it, it completely exceeded my expectations. It Good. was sc- actually scary. The zombies looked great. The human drama was excellent. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, these people acted the shit out of these parts. Yes, I was very impressed with the actors. And it wasn't just like because there's like a, I've, most of the zombie stuff I've seen so far in my in my travels with Jim <laughs> has been fairly one dimensional. It's either all yeah. schlocky and mm. gross, or it's funny, or it's social commentary. This had a little bit of everything. Yep. I mean, I actually cared about what happened to the characters in the movie. Sure, sure. The only guy that I want to see die is actually the main character, Rick Grimes. Why? Uh, because I don't like Andrew Lincoln. I mean, I think he's a phenomenal actor. I what think he did, did he do? Hell to of a you? job. But he's British, and it totally comes across in his accent. See, I didn't. I still, even after you told me, I do not. I think he does a hell of a lot better in American accent than I do a British one. <laughs> I don't believe you. Let's see it. Uh, <laughs> Top of the morning then to you. See, oh, you wait, just went. To, you went to Scottish. <laughs> yeah. uh, rock governor. I mean, there. That's my. That's the best <laughs> I can do. It's not bad. Not bad. Shall we shag now or shag later? See, I can't even do it. I mean, that was an American. <laughs> Shall we shag now or, or shag, shag later? later? That was my British, uh, unaccented uh, Midwestern voice. Although it's fun. We're I've going been... to do the rest of the episode. Uh, speaking of non-regional diction, I feel like I sound fairly Midwestern, oh, hardly any yeah. accent. But I talked to this girl from northern Michigan who, by the way, sounds like a fucking Fargo feast. But she's <laughs> telling me I sound feast. like, for the second time in my life, I've been called like I sound like a cowboy. And one what? is when I was out visiting some chicks from Rhode Island who all was like, they're, they're parking the car in the yard. And <laughs> well, that's going to be expected. Yeah. yeah this, you sound like a cowboy. It's like, well, you sound like fucking you stepped off a chowder boat. So <laughs> what do you think about that? And this girl, you sound like she sounded like clock. Marge Gunderson. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Okie dokie. How about it? And, uh, you know, she's saying I'm sounding like a cowboy. This might so not be whatever. the best uh, medium to declare that you don't have an accent because all of our listeners are like from the Midwest, I think. Are they? No. A majority got, of them, right? South, we have a significant uh, fan base in South Carolina. Don't know who the hell <laughs> is listening to us from South Carolina, but thank you. We have uh, South Carolina we have, we have several listeners in uh, California. California. Uh, Chicago, which I guess is Midwestern. Chicago. Yeah. The South Carolina blows my mind, man. New York. I kinda, what kind of I kinda, accent do they have in South Carolina? Southern. I'm trying to do all the, the all the accents southern, you're mentioning, but but not like a Texas Southern. Well, South Carolina. No, see that's a, that's more of a that's more of a uh, like a you know George like with the Huns and ye sugars and you know South, South Carolina. I can't do that one. Yeah, we're gonna get that dang old podcast. We're gonna make that thing all gonna happen. Kind of like that you know the Cartman accent where he did the. Uh, he's trying to be a NASCAR driver. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be, gonna be racing these there's cars. You're gonna be turning kids on your dang over. You're gonna go straight real fast and get taste to turn left. God, that was so good. South Park's yeah. been on fire. Yeah, they're like getting funnier as they go. Poor and stupid. Born stupid. That's what it was. Yep. They are getting funnier, and and 
yeah, Staffa is going to turn us off right now. Oh yeah, we're stop. We're we're, we're come back, Staffa. We're we're stopping. Yep. About no more South Park. Uh, Walking Dead. So. So other than the guy's than horrible American accent, it's yeah. so unrealistic that I, as Completely. an Americaner, cannot <laughs> sniff him out. What, what don't you like about the series? Uh, actually, there's not much that I don't like about it. I What I like far outweighs what I don't. Um, the only other thing I saw that I didn't like was in episode two, yeah. where he kind of does like this little hypocritical flip well, in Let's his talk speech. about that, because I Can don't we, think it was... Okay, uh, well, this is going to be a spoiler for everybody. There's going to be some spoilers from here on out. So if you don't want to be spoiled about Mad Men or Walking Dead... We, we will mark it at one minute of talking about this spoiler. Okay. And you can come back in one minute. No, I think the rest of the cast is going to be because I'm of out of cast? juice. I'm uh, out of juice after you're this. Yeah, juice. Okay, well, you're out so of juice. and You'll miss our clever outro, which we've been kind of fucking up of late anyway. Here's so the outro. You're missing Go fuck nothing. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Call 100 Mix a lot. Kick those nasty thoughts. <laughs> anyway. Baby, come back. Okay, spoilers now. Uh, in episode two, there is this extremely racist guy who... No, nah, I don't know. He's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen worse. Uh, um, no, he... Uh, they're up on this roof, and he, like, kicks the shit out of this black guy and kicks the shit out of everybody who's trying to help the black guy, yeah, which was right. fucking crazy. He's the only this one guy. with the gun. He's basically, uh, out of a group of civilians, he's the only one with the gun. Well, Rick no, has a gun, doesn't he? Well, but he didn't know that at the time. Oh, okay. Because he just, you know, and and uh, the, I guess that one girl had a gun, but she was too scared to use it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, like, everybody's trying to stop him from kicking this guy's ass, and he right. just kicks their asses, too. Right, right. Um, and basically says, I am now the tyrant king of the group. Yeah. And he's playing it up. He is oh, hamming, yeah. hamming it up for these people. Yeah. Um, and so he kicks this guy's ass, and then he's like... Has anybody got a problem with this? Yeah, does anybody have a problem with it? And Rick comes up behind him and says, I've got a fucking problem, and kicks his ass, handcuffs yeah. him to these bars or whatever, these right. pipes. Right. And then he's he sits down to give him a speech, and he's like, we are all in this together now. This is the last of humanity. There are no more things. There are no more as, sides to take. Yeah, there's no, no such thing as, you know, there's no more niggers or wops or Jews or... You're just going there. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm. It's, it was in a fucking It's like, you know, or, right. or, or gays. Right. It's like, we're it's it's us versus them us versus zombies yes. yes there's nothing standing between us and then he proceeds to in the same breath flip the script and say if you get between me and finding my family i will kill you well but see i saw that as an extension of saying it's like we're all together we're all together and, but i'm, but if I'm you, on so this mission and if I will you're kill not you. with us you're the same as a zombie and we'll kill we'll kill you but he's saying this is the last bastion of humanity we need everyone to work together for my goal <laughs> okay not even for his goal just he see, says see, this he just and then he said, says something that contradicts if it. he says we're all in this together and and if you're not with us then i will end you would you have a problem with that or was it the fact that he just made a self-serving comment about his wife and finding his wife and son? Because I don't have a problem no. with saying, saying, look, it's it's us against it them. The and if you're not with us, then you are with them and you, you can be the dick. You can, you know. I took it as him kind of saying, like, we have only so many more resources, which are human beings. Right. And if we're ever going to recover from this, we need everyone. Yeah, but you don't need a murderer. But you need everyone. Like... You really do need everyone at that point. I agree, you but can't you don't need a psychopath. Anyone. And if they, if they, I'm actually going to be very pissed if they. This is where the plot's going. They're going to bring him back to their survivor camp. They, they will, of course. And go he is him. going to fuck them, and of many course. more people are going to die. Yeah. So I'm like, Rick, kill him, kill him. This is Judge Dredd. This is a po- <laughs> post-apocalyptic. Put one in his head. Or better yet, just throw him live off the building into the horde of zombies. That's what I would do. Okay, so you're in favor of the dictatorship under Rick Grimes. That's uh, what you're I in think favor that, of. Uh, like I'm gonna say something fairly controversial. No, this I is think the be. best form of government is a benevolent dictatorship. But that's almost an impossible thing. It to is have. an impossible thing because there is no there is no angel in human form. They're all corruptible. Yeah. But I think you know you start with a guy like Rick. You know. I think that would be interesting that everyone like gets behind him and he becomes like the dictator of this group and then turns out and then turns make... into be a huge asshole. Yeah, because of just circumstances and things that happen. Right. I mean, because no one sets out. I mean, that's the other point. It's like not yeah. very many people set out to be monsters, except yeah. for this racist fuck that wants to, <laughs> sure. you know, kill people. Yeah. Why would they ever follow him? Like they, first they... time he lets his guard down, they're gonna destroy yeah him. like you could never sleep no you could never go to sleep unless there was like in okay because there seems like there's like 30 survivors maybe 
like if there's enough four or five like thugs that want to like take advantage of the situation, you band with them. Keep watch, but God, then you're keeping watch against not only the zombies but other yeah, humans. That's as why well. evil doesn't usually live. The long. humans who you have to keep in close proximity. Works, yeah, that's a bad it works idea. For, it works for North Korea. <laughs> Because they have an army. You know. if, like, if he could control the undead, I'm sure he could get them to well, do it. Well, I'm saying a group of 30 people, if you got five guys with guns, that is an army. I guess, yeah. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you have to, you, you almost more have to worry about the your inner circle. Because yeah. what's like the other thug with a gun the that you recruited, man, why wouldn't they be like, Godfather. why are we listening to this guy? Let's bump him off. Yeah. It's like, you know, like the Sith had the same problem. It's, and like, it's like, uh, Data, I mean, being number three in command, he could just take out Picard and Riker and done. Right. He has the power. Right. Anyway, yeah. What so the hell? I, I don't know. We tangented to somewhere weird. Wasn't Data, like, governed by the three laws of robotics? Not when he had his motion chip. Oh, yeah. He could do whatever the fuck he, he wanted. He was just governed by his little... He was not his, built by Isaac He was governed by little Data, his android, his positronic <laughs> penis. <laughs> he only answered to one thing, little Data, who was fully functional. Wow programmed in several pleasuring techniques um Jeez. so yeah why so the only thing i didn't like about walking the second episode of walking dead is i started seeing them doing more stupid shit like the, uh, the zombies have are, to do stupid shit but why why can't they write something in a way that Be- makes sense and doesn't offend the guy like no okay for example zombies are storming this uh, this department store mm-hmm. and they're out and they're clearly driven crazy by the presence of humans so instead of like retreating to the parts of the store where they can't see you and maybe they will lose interest or they won't be quite as insistent about getting in, you'll buy yourself some more time. They just parade around in front of them, buy, like, you know, oh, look at this pretty ring. Well, why don't you take it? Wouldn't that be stealing? You're going to arrest. Having as lot of witty, to, like, there's hordes of zombies. Yeah. That's stupid. I, I can kind of get behind that. When they have but, meaningless conversations. Well, like, like, for example, when Rick was trapped in that tank. Spoiler yeah. alert. Rick, Rick was trapped in that tank. Uh, the guy on the roof in the space of like two, five minutes basically said, well, you know, a lot of zombies have already lost interest in the tank, mm-hmm. and you can jump out and get out. So it's like, why wouldn't they lose interest in the department store? Oh, they probably would. Yeah. So, so I mean, it was the same thing that just stupid. In the house. I mean, the yeah. car alarm went off, and he was just like, we'll have to wait it out right. until they lose so interest. So they've assessed us like that just behaved in a completely irrational way just to further the plot. Yeah, and I wouldn't have a problem if, with it if they were actually like really focused on something else important, and they were just maybe forgetting. Right. Like – because you can only think about so many things at one time. And if right. everybody's focused on, like, oh, my God, we've got a guy dying here yeah. or we need to do something about this window, right? like they're caving it in, then maybe. But, yeah, having a meaningless conversation about a ring or just flirting with some attractive actress, I don't know. Yeah. A little weird. But there are always going to be things like that. I mean, you have to pretty much. How How else – like, if they do everything perfectly – you don't have much of an interesting story, do you? Yeah, I know. There's a couple other things that bother me as, like, a parent. Um, like, the fact that, like, we're, what, 21 days or so into the zombie apocalypse. This Rick has been in a coma. They left him for dead. And his 21 buddy. 21 days? That seems like a lot. It might not even be that long. It can't be that long because he would have been dehydrated, right? Yeah, you're right. But you never uh, Yeah, So, you know how long. I'm thinking it's, like, a week. Maybe a week. It. So, like, less than a week after he – they gave him up to zombies, his buddy, his partner yeah. is, is is moving on his wife. Yeah, well. Which, like, that seems like – Repopulate they, the planet, They man. talked about that they had some problems, but I don't care even yeah. if you, like, show some respect for the kid, the, the, the kid that's yeah. in the camp. I mean, you're macking right in front of him on his mom. <laughs> I mean, you're adults, and you're in the middle of a crisis situation. The rules don't apply. The normal societal rules – Break down under I the guess. zombie apocalypse. You got to just bang everyone. He's bang, Everyone's banging, banging everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You aggressively. I, them I'm down. almost not even kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, you got to start knocking people up, right? I I don't know, man. It just seems like it's it it's makes me not like both of those characters very much. Sure, sure. Because it just I and that's I think again, that's part I'm a, of it. Like I'm I a think... gaming paladin, even in zombie apocalypse. I'm not gonna like if if, if you had a wife, <laughs> yeah. I'd like at least three weeks. No, your seat is gonna die. Out. The first one. <laughs> Everybody will be knocked up by the time you get around to, like, <laughs> flirting with somebody. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. My, my theory is my seed will overpower the other guys. <laughs> so they'll be pregnant and you'll just knock I'll just, the like, I'll just, like, yeah, I'll just reprogram their genetic material. <laughs> nice. 
It's like, uh, you know, rabbits, how they can get pregnant and another male rabbit can come by and they can get more pregnant. <laughs> something like that. I think that's the way it works. Yeah. Peter Street can actually do that, believe it or not. <laughs> He's got the super sperm. Super sperm. Busted out. Um, hmm. So anything, I mean, the zombies are phenomenal. Zombies look great. Like, I can't Makeup, believe the how they did some of them. And I guess you, they got, like, Auschwitz survivor, emaciated <laughs> type people so yes. they could do more with it. Mm-hmm. Like, really skinny, gaunt people. Yeah. Um, but the zombie makeup is just amazing. They're scary. Uh, I don't what, – what do you think about the zombies climbing chain link fences as well uh, as they did? I, I don't like that. Um, but, uh, see, I've got a – I've got to suspend my disbelief a little bit, give mm-hmm. them a little leeway on how they want to set up their zombie universe because everybody does it different. Right. Um, I know Romero started it and kind of set the basic guidelines, but everybody's riffed on it. Right. And I'm just going to go with however they want to set it up. Now, if they show zombies climbing chain link fences in one scene and the next scene they can't, right. I'm going to start complaining. Right. But as long as they're consistent within their own universe, I'm going to be okay with it. It seems like these zombies in the city are a hell of a lot more faster. Um. Yeah, they run. Well, they well, well they like, basically said they could do a shambling run, right? Yeah, but like for example, the deputy that he shot outside the police comp, uh, compound in episode one that was his you know former kind of fuck up deputy. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't he? I mean, that was just a chain link fence. Why didn't he like start running towards them when they saw someone alive? Jump I over. mean, these zombies went like. You know, like sizable populations of them at a fairly good run. Like you could easily outsprint them but still it was not something that you could just like okay hmm. you know brisk walk yeah so i mean i'm gonna sound like an apologist but there have to be other factors like how long you've been zombified or what you were in that's what i mean i thought the, the, the good example of the sheriff's deputy is like he should be in a reasonably fit individual he wasn't dead all that long eh, he, he didn't look extra decayed he didn't look extremely fit to me i mean he looked really Kind of thin, but yeah, like scrawny. He wasn't – it didn't look like he was like an inner city cop who's working out every day with his buddies mm. in the gym. He was just a dude sitting back drinking gin half the day. Gotcha. <laughs> in Maybe my opinion. Right. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else I don't you know, don't like. No, I, I thought it's good music by too. far, at least to this point, the best zombie series or zombie I wouldn't media mind a I've little seen. bit more humor. Like maybe once an episode, at least. I mean, you're not going to bust the yeah. gut laughing, but <laughs> sure. maybe just kind of have a wry smile or something. I don't know. There's a guy. There's just so much yeah. fucking tension. There is. Although they did try to stick that in there with Glenn when they're chopping up the body. Uh, what did he say? Uh, shit. So I didn't think that was funny. I thought it was funny in this like horribly dark way. When he needs, we need, we we need some more guts or something. No. Oh no no no. He, I can't remember what it he said. It was too bad because they were just hacking up the zombie. And it was making horrifying. this squelching noise and blood's flying, you know, oozing black blood. And, and that's the other thing I wanted to say about it. They are pulling no punches. Zero. When it comes to gore. No. When it comes to language well, and, and sex, man. Like, language that, and they, sex and race and yeah. all these things, they're just hitting them time and right. time again as hard as they can. Well, AMC, about the only thing I haven't seen them do is you haven't seen this, but the episodes that you missed, they used mm. to drop the F bomb. But they bleeped it. What? Oh, no, no. I saw that. Oh, you did? Yeah. 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 They've actually dropped the F-bomb but bleeped it. That's the one thing I've seen them not cross. But they'll they'll Why? say it. Why Why won't they? Because there's like, you know, basic cable. There's still some FCC regulations. They're not there's like not. Showtime. There's not, is there? I think there is. Maybe they're trying to avoid it. I I thought it was all just based on like users getting upset or watchers, whatever you call them. I don't. I think the five basically, although they do say shit a lot, especially the 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 one the podcast I listen to are Mad Men. There's not very many good ones, Um, but (laughs) they actually comment on the fact that like every episode this season, someone said the word shit. Really? Yeah. And I noticed. (laughs) I kind of noticed that I was watching, and it was just kind of confirmed when they said it. Every episode, listeners, this season, we've said shit. Oh, I guarantee it. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee shit and tea. Yeah, I guarantee shit and tea. <laughs> um, I, I actually don't want to talk about Mad Men. I kind of want to wait until you see the penultimate and then the last right. episode. We can talk about the whole arc the season's gone through. Okay. I'm at the second to last episode. I mm-hmm. have no idea how the finale is going to work. Interesting. Like, I have no idea how they're going to say. I knew exactly going into the last episode how it was going to look in, in the last season. Like, you know, what direction it was going to take or where they're heading. Mm-hmm. This one, 
I mean, it was unexpected, but I kind of like I'm this. Is the, I'm going to set, second to last episode. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. Hmm. Awesome, sounds so, good. Um, is that going to do it? That's gonna about going to do it. Not going to do it. In my back to our my best British you southern like, accent. You sound like a, a you sound like an English cowboy. Yeah. Uh, tally-ho. Um, uh, we have forums. Don't we have we? forums. We have forums. Uh, we also have Twitter. We have Twitter. I try to update that at least once a week, trying to do a little bit more. Um, we have Facebook. Facebook. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm going on to Facebook and then letting that carry over to Twitter, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Um, Cross-posting. We got their new sites up. All the feeds are New site has been up for months, man. Yeah. It's not a new site anymore. It's the old site. It's the, the old, new site. old site. We've got a new site coming. Do we? <laughs> So you're getting bored 2000, with it already. 2013. <laughs> we just got some tweaks to do. Like, it still pisses me off that we haven't got the main iTunes thing synchronized up. And oh, yeah. Also, that, like, like, you know, we got some text shift issues with that mm-hmm. uh, WordPress theme. Some technical issues that we just, like, eh, don't care enough. Eh. We, eh. We, need, we need listeners to call us and bitch about it. We do. And you can call us at 1-800-we-bitch-about-this-shit.com. We <laughs> <laughs> right. Forward slash. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do we do get we mail do. at the bald move or at blue, blue yonder, yonder at baldmove.com. Indeed we do. Love to get listener mail. I guarantee if anything you send, we will read on the air. Yep. If you yeah, I don't care Sanskrit, how vile it is. Greek, Hebrew, I don't we'll care how read vile it. it is, we might bleep because we will our policy is to bleep like uh, ethnic and sexual slurs. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, we might bleep it, but we will read it. So if you want to have a manifesto yeah. If you want to tell us how bad we suck, we will read it, and then we will probably rip it to shreds. But uh, we will read it. <laughs> we will we'll MST3K. Your you can email. run and tell that. <laughs> run and oh, tell. Oh God! That. On that note, this podcast must end. I agree. <laughs> All right, that's it. Until next time, I'm Jim Jones, and I'm Aaron Hubbard. Ciao.